3: money here in this program. You know what that means. Got, lots of, got a lot to get into today. By myself again. Mike Sempervivi. Still sick as a dog. Heard from him today. Hacking, coughing. Worst of all, in a bad mood, he said. So hopefully all of this starts to clear up very quickly for him. But in the meantime, I am here and we send out our best Mike Sempervivi. He'll have more to say, I'm sure, when he returns somewhat soon so what will i talk about here today well we got a lot to get into including an update on kane velasquez we'll tell you about the uh, latest and uh not much to add nothing's changed denied bail again we'll tell you about that tonight of course is monday night raw and we have got bobby lashley and omas in a steel cage nothing else to my knowledge tonight and tonight they do not have strong competition and so they should do a very, very good number. Wednesday, AW does face very, very strong competition. I would not expect a very good number. We can go over the line for that show as well. Updates on Jim Duggan. Ric Flair coming out of retirement for his, quote, last match, he says. There is a date. There is a place. There is not a an opponent, although we believe we know who the opponents are going to be. Rampage on Friday night We can tell you about the Rampage show We can tell you about the Smackdown show The New Japan Capital Collision show I've seen all of these And uh, in about an hour We're going to be talking with filthy Tom Lawler Yesterday he defended His strong Openweight title Against Fred Rosser I do not think it's going to be possible to avoid Spoilers on this particular match everybody So uh I'm just warning you in advance from now until the end of time, we'll be talking about a day that you will live in infamy: Tom's birthday. May 15th. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
1: Pricing information, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654, that's 800-915-9654.
0: Do you own a timeshare? Well face the facts, you made a mistake, you made a bad purchase. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you're ready
1: to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call 800-824-5131 800-824-5131 800-824-5131 that's 800-824-5131
2: It's a new day. Yes, it is. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. No Mike Sempervivi
3: today. Hopefully, he's back here very soon. Everybody is getting sick. My God. Well, let's get going here. I think everybody wants to talk about uh, Rick. Actually, everyone in the chat wants to talk about how long they've been subscribing to the chat. Yeah, congratulations. I see some people there that have been subscribing 24 consecutive months on the Twitch chat. Holy smokes. I believe I'm at 24 consecutive months because, yes, I also pay for my own Twitch chat. Are you aware of that, everybody? There's no freebies. We can't do freebies. I pay for my own YouTube service. I pay for Granny's YouTube service. I pay for Granny's peacock. Man, I pay out the ass for all of this. Why? So I can get trolled incessantly? Apparently. So, Ric Flair. Well, where to begin here? Ric Flair's alleged final match. I added the word alleged because it's wrestling. Ric Flair's alleged final match will take place on July 31st from Nashville after reports came out recently. That Flair was training for his in-ring return. The 73-year-old confirmed to ESPN that his final match will take place on the last night of StarCast 5 from the Nashville Fairgrounds. The event will be titled, Jim Crockett Promotions Presents Rick Flair's Last Match. And it will stream on Fight.tv. I'm going to walk that aisle one last time to prove once and for all that to be the man, you have got to beat the man. Said Ric Flair in a statement. His opponents and possible teammates for the match have not been officially confirmed. According to our own Dave Meltzer, however, Flair could potentially team with FTR against a Rock and Roll Express and a partner on the show. You know, I don't want to say that I'm available, but I am available that day. He told me it was a secret, but the rumor has it Ric Flair and FTR against the Rock and Roll Express and somebody, Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer Radio. So, uh, there you go. Starcast 5, July 29th to July 31st, Nashville Fairgrounds in Nashville, Tennessee. I see a lot of people, uh, you know, very concerned about Ric Flair and, uh, the fact that Ric Flair has a pacemaker and, uh, he wants to do this match here. And I think at the end of the day, listen, if I were Ric Flair's doctor, I think I would strongly encourage him against doing this match, but, Uh, You can't control Ric Flair. I think that's been made abundantly clear. And if uh, people are willing to uh, do the match, promote the match, buy tickets for the match, I mean, that's just what's going to happen. I will say that Ric Flair has been doing a lot of in-ring training. Have you guys seen the footage of him and Jay Lethal? He's been training with Jay Lethal, and uh, this footage has been... uh, you know, there's been footage that's come out for quite a while now. I feel like it's been months. And they get in there, and uh, and this dude, he's taking bumps, and he's doing all of his old spots, and he's in there, and he's working hard. And I guess really the only thing that I could say is that uh, I'm not sure that if he is in a six-man tag with uh, five other people in there, to uh, carry most of the load. I'm not sure that he is going to be doing, like, much different than he's doing regularly in there with Jay Lethal. In fact, he could conceivably be doing less. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens here. But, uh, you know, Ric Flair and FTR against the Rock and Roll Express and somebody. So I guess... You know, I guess if the Rock and Roll Express are on the other side of the ring, Flair's going to get his opportunity to be a heel in his last match, which he's surely going to want to be. And uh, maybe even Jay Lethal can team with the Rock and Roll Express, and they can get in there and do all their spots and and all that. So you just can't stop this guy. He's going to do what he's going to do. I mean, it's been that way for decades, decades, decades. And uh, granted, he is going to do a lot more than Vince McMahon did at WrestleMania this year. But uh, Vince McMahon, four years older than Ric Flair at WrestleMania this year. So that's the update on the alleged final match of Ric Flair. If you want Texas here today, by the way, I think we'll take some phone calls in the final segment since I don't have a co host. But 425 780. 7566 is the text message number. That's for text messages, Four two five seven eight zero seven five six six, Or email me, brian at wrestlingobserver.com. And, of course, I'm at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. And, hey, if you go to Twitter, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but it is National Mimosas Day. Are you aware of that? There's a holiday for mimosas. And what better day to get a $35 cameo than National Mimosas Day. So, you can go to my Twitter at Brian Alvarez or just go to Cameo, F4W Online on Cameo. I've been doing a bunch of them today. I should drink a mimosa and do these cameos, but I guess I don't have any more. So, second attempt for former UFC heavyweight champion and former pro wrestler Kane Velasquez to be released on bail was denied Monday in Santa Clara, California court. Velazquez will next be in court June 10th for a plea hearing on charges of attempted premeditated murder. If convicted of all charges, which includes 10 gun related charges, he faces a minimum of 20 years and a maximum of a lifetime in prison. I would like, uh, if any uh, attorneys, actual attorneys, not smart, Mark Sterling are available I always thought that a, a quote, life sentence was uh, was 20 years. So a minimum of 20 and a maximum of lifetime. Uh, a lifetime in prison, I presume, would be multiple life sentences. Is that how this works? If anybody can uh, clear this one up for me, I'd appreciate it. Velazquez's team pushed for a bail of $1 million, an electronic bracelet to trace his whereabouts, and for him to remain at home at all times. A supervisor to be with Velasquez 24-7 was also part of the proposal. His attorney also argued he might be suffering from traumatic brain injury and has the potential for CTE as a result. I'm not sure if that's the best argument to let him out, a concern that he could have CTE, traumatic brain injury, and, of course, he's accused of... uh, Attempted premeditated murder where he shot into a car full of people and uh, did not hit the person he was aiming for, which means that person is still, uh, you know, he's still out there. So, on March 7th, Judge Shalina Brown denied bail, saying there was no medical charge or anything else that would change the quote, risk analysis of the court. As part of the denial, Brown said, quote, this was such a reckless disregard for human life. In this case, it's not just Mr. Galarte and his family. It's every single citizen who is in danger of being shot or rammed with the vehicle at the time of a seven-mile chase. The court is not thinking of not only Mr. Galarte and his family, but this court is considering every single citizen in Santa Clara County who is in proximity to the alleged incident. So he is not being released on bail want to send best wishes to Hacksaw Jim Duggan, as well as, uh, I guess uh, we could refer to him as Virgil, since that's how he's probably most popularly known. But both of them suffering from cancer, uh, colon cancer in the case of Virgil. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is battling prostate cancer. They actually removed his prostate last year, and uh, the cancer has returned. They say they caught it very early. He's getting a second hormone shot on Tuesday being set up for radiation treatment, which will be eight weeks, five days a week. He is optimistic about recovery, though he says he may have to cancel dates set up in the future as a result of the radiation treatment. Says, terrifying time for me and my family. Doctors also said to go ahead and live life, which we're going to do. Announced he had been diagnosed with prostate cancer. And by December, announced he was cancer-free, of course, originally fought kidney cancer during his time in WCW in the late 90s. So best wishes. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Virgil as well. And uh, more after the break, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live.
1: driving but you don't love your car payment open road lending can reduce your car payment by as much as a hundred dollars a month or more it's easy to refinance your car payment just call today to get your no obligation quote and find out how much you can save to qualify for a lower car payment your car should be less than 10 years old have less than one hundred and twenty-five thousand miles and you've made at least six on-time payments call open road lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing That's 800-760-1845. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest
0: prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can not publish them anywhere.
1: 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's
2: 800-754-4531. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Maxim brevivi taking another day off here. Hopefully he's back soon, feels better. If you want to text us today, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. So uh, Friday on Rampage, they announced that Chris Statlander is replacing Hikaru uh, Shida in the Owen Hart uh, Cup Tournament. Well, what's going on? So uh, here's the story, which has largely been confirmed by Sheeta in a statement that he made. So what happened was she was booked for the Owen Hart Cup tournament. And uh, then she was going to go. There's no longer any quarantining or anything like that to go to Japan. So she was going to go and she was going to do some matches and some stuff in Japan. And then she was going to return to continue with the Owen Hart Cup. So she went to Japan, and uh, what exactly happened, I don't know, but I presume that there was a visa issue because she referred to it as, quote, a sudden holiday, and also she could not, quote, re-enter the country in time. So she went to Japan, and then she was unable to return. This was unplanned, this inability to be able to return. So then AEW finds out, well, now she can't come back so uh, they were not happy about this because obviously she was booked in the tournament and so they came up with a story that uh, she had been injured in the street fight and thus she was being removed from the tournament Okay, so uh, based on everything that we have seen from both sides I guess they made this announcement and she did not know that they were going to announce that she was injured and so she was like what? And she went public, I'm not injured. And she's tweeting, you know, match stuff, and she's doing a movie there. So she was upset, apparently, that they announced that she was injured, even though she wasn't injured. So now both sides were, I don't know what the right word would be, but, you know, one side was mad that she couldn't get back. The other side was mad that they said she was hurt. And I presume that everything has been ironed out now. But uh, she's not going to be back for the rest of this tournament. So that's why she has been replaced. It was not a storyline. It was not planned. Uh, it was That's just what happened. She left. She couldn't come back. AEW came up with a story. She got mad about it. I think they've ironed it out now. Uh, her last uh, tweet seemed to indicate that they'd ironed things out. But uh, that's what happened. So for those of you wondering what's going on, That's the story. Young Rock has been renewed. Guys, fans of Young Rock, well, you can watch it. It will be premiering in November, and it will be airing from 8.30 to 9 p.m. on Fridays, which means that WWE has a SmackDown show, and the champion is Roman Reigns, who they want to face The Rock at WrestleMania next year, And uh, starting this fall, Rock's television show will be going head-to-head with SmackDown. Competition. Well, that's, of course, interesting. Uh, First two uh, seasons aired on Tuesdays. Now they will go head-to-head with SmackDown. Uh, Of course, uh, you know, when you're on good terms with The Rock, that ain't a big deal. I'll just put it that way. So that's the story there. All right, a couple of notes from SmackDown and Rampage. And Capital Carnage. And yes, last night, Filthy Tom Lawler, on his birthday, nonetheless, faced Fred Rosser for the third time for the strong weight title. Yes, everyone, you can consider these spoilers, but the news is out. It's all over Twitter. Not to mention I predicted this result filthy tom lawler has been he's been defeated he's no longer the strong open weight champion fred rosser the second strong open weight champion after over a year as champion defending that title against one man after another finally he was defeated submitted by the cross-faced chicken wing Taught to Fred Rosser by the legendary Bob Backlund. And so, yes, at 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 Eastern today, video.f4wonline.com, wrestlingobserver.com for the podcast, we will be talking to Tom about his defeat at the hands of Fred Rosser. And I told you all, I told you, I said, listen, this guy has been... He's just been, he's run to, he's been running himself ragged, he's been, he's been watching too much stardom late at night, not getting enough sleep, and it finally caught up to him, and he was cocky in that final promo with Fred Rosser, and unfortunately he paid the price, but you know what, my friend Tom, he will be back, but I don't want to talk about it more today, we'll talk about it at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern, on Filthy 4 Daily, only at wrestlingobserver.com and video.f4wonline.com, if you have not signed up, you've you've been missing out on a lot. Don't miss out anymore. Don't be left out. Sign up today. Wrestlingobserver.com, video.f4wonline.com. But anyway, a couple of SmackDown notes. We had uh, the announcement that next Friday, this coming Friday, it will be RK Bro against the Usos. In a title unification match, they've claimed. Raw versus SmackDown. All the belts on the line. A weak build on SmackDown. Not at Hell in a Cell. On SmackDown. So, color me skeptical that we are going to have unified tag team champions. But that match has been announced. SmackDown actually had a lot of good wrestling. If you're a fan of wrestling, I mean, granted, you could watch Capital Combat and uh, a lot of other shows rampage as well but if you like wwe wrestling if you're a wwe wrestling fan this was a good show riddle and sammy Zayn was a good match they got 10 minutes and uh and it was good finally uh riddle went for the rko zane slid outside uh tried to do the uh same deal he did to nakamura but matt riddle managed to get back into the ring hit the bro Derek, and got the win so uh that was a good match. Ronda Rousey and Raquel Rodriguez. I know people were angry that Raquel in her debut lost to Ronda Rousey, but uh if you're going to lose in your debut, they had a good match. And uh Ronda Rousey beat her with a cradle, didn't submit her. I mean, you know, in WWE they don't they don't protect people like they do elsewhere. So I thought that this was a a good match. Very good match actually. Much better than I expected. I don't think it hurt Raquel to lose to Ronda Rousey via Cradle. I thought this was this was good. We had Madcap Moss interviewed, he got killed by Corbin. Uh, his neck got pilmonized, so he's gonna be out of action for a while. We had Sasha and Naomi versus Natty and Shayna. Not a title change, but a good match. This match was also better than I expected. Naomi won with a small package. And I would presume that the feud is going to continue because they don't got a lot of women's tag teams. I guess we've got, uh, you know, Dewdrop and Nikki Ash and, you know, there's some others as well, but, uh, this, this felt more like the beginning of something than, than a blow off. I could be wrong. Butch and Kofi Kingston, eight minutes. Good match. What do you expect with Butch and Kofi Kingston? Bitter end finish. Which was funny because Pat McAfee had no idea what a bitter end was, and think about the time he'd spent in in NXT. He kept asking, "What is that? What is that? What is that?" And meanwhile, Michael Cole goes, "A bitter end to the match," and McAfee still didn't know what it was called. It was the bitter end. It was a good match. We had, uh, and then the Usos uh, segment in the main event where they announced the uh, the match for next week. So as far as like you know, it's a good show. By SmackDown standards, it was a good show. Yes, I grade on a curve. If you don't like it, I don't care. It was a good show. AEW, good wrestling. Death Triangle beat The Butcher, The Blade, and Mark Quinn. Uh, Good match here. And uh, afterwards, the House of Black Death Triangle storyline continued. They're going to be probably having a match at the pay-per-view. Sean Spears beat Bear Boulder quickly to uh, set up his match with Wardlow, which is coming up on Wednesday. Ruby Soho-Riho, very good match. One of the better Ruby Soho matches she's had. And uh, they went eight minutes. Ruby won. Uh, For a while now, I've been predicting that Ruby might win this entire tournament. And uh, she's moved on. Riho has not. On the, uh, you know, on Observer Radio, Dave said, maybe the wrong woman won. Because Riho always does such a great job getting fans into the matches. And he's correct, she does. But if Ruby's winning, then no, the wrong person did not lose. If if Ruby isn't winning the tournament, then maybe you could argue that Riho could go on. But uh, I still believe that Ruby might be winning. We had, uh, we had Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian. Third show now I've been talking about this. I mean, they had a babyface match. And then uh, Dan Lambert, Ethan Page came out. They screwed Frankie Kazarian, hit him with the belt. Scorpio Sky pinned him. Then they teased that Scorpio Sky was going to split from the men of the year. But instead, he hit Frankie Kazarian with the belt. And uh, we are back to where we were like three, four weeks ago when you had Scorpio Sky holding the title, not defending it. People were talking about how the belt didn't matter anymore. Literally, they said that in storyline It's part of this angle. Then he goes babyface and wins the championship, and he's the most over he's ever been as a babyface. Fans hate Sammy and Ty, and so it looked like, you know, Dan Lambert, he was doing babyface promos, Ethan Page doing babyface promos, Scorpio doing babyface... It was like... It was was working! And now they've undone it! And Scorpio, Frankie... Everyone's a heel! Everybody in this entire... uh, Like, this whole storyline. Sammy, Ty, Scorpio, Frankie... Ethan Page, Dan, they're all heels. every single one of them. That's where we are now. So I was baffled. Back in a moment, life.
0: Here at Total Wine and more, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. My friends and I are hanging out this weekend, and I'm on cooler duty. Well, these seltzers and canned cocktails, they'll make you the king of the cooler. Oh, that sounds good. Wow,
2: I can fill my cooler without emptying my wallet?
0: Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Pickup and delivery available at TotalWine.com.
4: Drink responsibly, be 21. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror?
0: Want to kill bugs like the pros do? Now you can with Maggie's Farm. Created by pest control professionals, Maggie's Farm plant and mineral-based products provide amazingly effective insect control. All of our plant-based products are safe to use around children and pets and won't leave behind a messy, oily residue. Maggie's Farm, lethal to bugs, easy on the planet. Now for a limited time, get a free box of our patented no-spill ant-kill bait stations with purchase at greenbugkiller.com. That's greenbugkiller.com.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. You get to be the co host here today. So if you'd like to call, here's the phone number to call 844 913 2727. That is 844 913 2727. Five phone lines. Just wait until you uh, hear the tone. Then you are on the air. If you want to text us, give our number 425 780 7566. Whatever is on your mind. A couple of uh, quick messages here. Sprint says Fred Rosser is so great. Another one of those lower card treated guys. WWE saw nothing in and just let go. Sprint says in 2016, Bob Backlund said, Let's make Darren Young great again. In 2022, it has become a reality with Fred Rosser. So Scorpio Sky's babyface turn was a fake out. He's still a heel with Ethan Page and Dan Lambert. Sammy and Ty are not likable. The only babyface in the scenario is Frankie Kazarian, who is not regularly on TV. Very bizarre booking from this promotion. That's the thing with, with AEW. The booking is so good most of the time that when you have something like this, it just sticks out. Like... What is happening here? And you know, I I don't want to keep going on about this because I've been. It's, this is my third show now talking about it. But it's one thing when you're doing something and you're rolling the dice because you don't know what the people are gonna do. But in this situation, we know the people are not gonna get into Scorpio Sky as a heel because they didn't before. They did get into him as a babyface. They are not getting into Ty and Sammy as as babyfaces. But they were into them as heels. So it's like we have seen the most successful casting of all of these people in the last six weeks. And we are now at their least successful casting. I know people are saying, I don't know if, if you know, Ty and Sammy were supposed to be babyfaces on Friday. But, I mean, they did hit the ring and they did run off Scorpio. I mean, I thought they were being positioned as baby faces in the angle. They were absolutely booed out of the building because they ain't going to be cheered. So, I don't know. The thing about it is, this is... I'm not used to seeing AEW do something that I've seen in WWE. And this this storyline here is exactly what they did with Roman Reigns. It's like, the fans weren't accepting Roman Reigns as a babyface. But WWE was just like, we're going to push him as a babyface anyway. It doesn't matter what the fans if they cheer or boo, and they just pushed him. And the fans just pushed back and pushed back. That's that's what this is here. If Sammy and Ty are supposed to be baby faces, and now Scorpio Sky's back to being a heel again, but we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. Right. All right. Let's go to the phones here. You are on the air. Who is this, and where are you calling from?
4: Hey, Brian. I uh, hope your day is going well. This is uh, Brian calling from Round Rock, Texas. Yep. What's up? So I want to break down. I'm sorry. I know you just talked about the TNT situation. I, I want to break it down for you. So I believe, so after Scorpio Sky won the title in the ladder match, he had a baby face moment. However, there wasn't necessarily an official term, a turn in my opinion. That's just me because obviously there was a little tension after he won it and he was, Kind of cutting promos as a babyface ish. And then the, there was the stuff with Frankie and Sammy, a little convoluted. I'll move on there. And then afterwards, Rampage, he was, a lot of people thought he, you know, like you said, did the, the WWE thing, right? I don't think he's fully babyface. Now, I will say the booking of the entire situation completely convoluted. So I understand why people are a little upset. And you really don't need Dan Lambert like running down women. We can go without this. But what I'm thinking is there's a big Cali – there's two Cali shows coming up. And I don't know if you saw the Rampage uncut, but Frankie demanded a rematch in in the California show. So I think this is leading to a babyface turn for Scorpio's guy where there's a rematch with Frankie Kazarian. But with an added wrinkle, there's a uh, special guest referee in Christopher Daniels. And after an emotional straight-up match, they hug it out and then you get an emotional moment in Scorpio Sky's hometown, and then you get the official turn.
3: Well, my friend, you could do all of that. I want to thank you very much for the call. And uh, listen, I'm not saying it wouldn't work, because I don't know if it would work or not, but I do know that many times in wrestling history, I've seen the deal where you've got, let's just say a heel, and you tease the babyface turn, and then you pull it back, and it's like a swerve, and you know it doesn't necessarily lead to the next babyface turn working or being bigger or anything like that. When you when you confuse the fans, you're you're taking away the. I mean, you're, there's no guarantee that if you do this, Scorpio's guy's going to be a huge babyface afterwards because you already fooled them once. That's the point I'm trying to make here. So, I mean, the the example I brought up a while ago. Uh, was the Alberto Del Rio turn in WWE, where they did that. It was like, he was a heel, and then he did some babyface thing, and then the fans got all excited to cheer the guy, and then they made sure he was a heel again. And then he did some other babyface, and they got all excited, and then they turned it around again. And by the time they actually pulled the trigger on him being a babyface, no one cared. And it's like, ah, who cares? We're over it. Like, you know, you, you fooled us so many times, like, we don't care anymore. So I don't know. Maybe it would work. I don't know. But, you know, teasing him being a big baby face and all of the angles they did where he teased he was turning, and then he's just a heel again, only to now turn him baby face during uh, shows in California. I don't know. Maybe it would work, but uh, that's certainly not, I would have just, you know, Tease the baby face turn, tease the baby face turn, tease the baby face turn, and then pull the trigger on it, as opposed to go baby face, go heal. Go I ba- I don't like that. But I guess we'll see. Uh you're in the air, what's going on? Oh God. Yes, John.
0: How you doing, Brian? Are you gonna wish me a happy birthday, Brian?
3: It was your birthday? No, today is my birthday, Brian. Today's your birthday. Wow. Yes. Well, you know, if you if you uh, get yourself a cameo at F four W online, I would be happy to wish you a very happy birthday, John. Perhaps your mother could yeah, procure that for you for a birthday present.
0: No, she won't. She she, she doesn't do that. But I do got a serious question, Brad. This actually is a very serious question. Since now that the greatest car day ever the greatest star day is a professional wrestling and a mixed martial arts. Martial arts. What is his? What do you think his plans will
4: be from now? Do you think he will go to New Japan uh, or, or, probably, go
3: to AEW? Well, uh, I want to thank you very much for the call. I uh, I don't know what Tom's going to do, to be honest. And if I asked him, he wouldn't tell me. But uh, I can tell you what I would like. Uh, what I would like is if Tom became a member of the Blackpool Combat Club in AEW. That would be, uh, he would fit right in. And even, uh, you know, Moxley himself said that he was a a friend and a confidant of the Blackpool Combat Club. So uh, I would certainly love to see that. And uh, if he does not go to AEW, I would certainly love to see Filthy Tom Lawler in the G1. I would like to see him go to Japan and uh, and work the G1. I don't know what Tom's contract status is. I don't know how long his, his, I don't know anything. And he won't tell me. So I could ask him and, uh, and see what's going on. But I don't know if I'm going to get an answer. But no, I do not want to see Tom, uh, you know, try to go to NXT. They wouldn't take him anyway. He's too old. But uh, the th- here's the thing. My good friend Tom, there are, uh, there are a few things that I've always wanted. One is for him to have a match with uh, John Moxley. And he did. And I was there and it was awesome. And the other is for Tom to be in the G1. And uh obviously for, you know, Tom's pocketbook and his family, I think it would be awesome if he signed a a lucrative deal with All Elite Wrestling. But uh I feel my gut tells me that uh that he's going to be sticking around New Japan and uh I would I think it would be awesome if he was in the G1 this year. And uh as as a New Japan main roster member he could show up and do stuff for for AEW and uh, in other places as well so if i if i had to uh if i had to say one thing it would be new japan main roster deal multi year deal that's what i would like to see for tom and uh, the fact of the matter is you know i uh i kept talking about how he's going to lose that belt at any time and everything like that and uh and there was a reason for that not cuz i don't like tom but it's because, you know, if you, if you watch a lot of New Japan, I mean, granted, the uh, New Japan Strong openweight title is the main title for New Japan Strong. But uh, outside of the IWGP heavyweight title, I mean, your openweight titles, your never six-man titles, your tag titles, your whatever, I mean, those things change pretty frequently. And, you know, he had that title for over a year, And, you know, I thought he was going to lose to Clark Connors because actually first I thought he was going to lose to Fred Rosser like six months ago because they'd done the first match and he beat him clean and they did a big build to the second match. And I thought, okay, for sure he's going to lose to Fred here and he beat him. And then, you know, eventually it was like, okay, well, he's beaten everybody for the most part. I mean, he's not going to defend the title against Jay White, clearly. And Jay White's scared of the guy. So I thought, you know, well, who's left? Um, it's got to be Clark. Then he beat Clark. At that point, when it was a third match with Fred Rosser announced, it's kind of, he ain't beating Fred Rosser three times here. Then they added the stip and I knew he was done. It's time. It's time for a new champion to do some stuff. And uh, it's time for Tom to uh, to do some more stuff in Japan. Well, that's what I'd like to see. This person says, so he can't be peeped Dunne, but his finisher is still the same move with the same... Well, we don't know if they're going to give the same name. Michael Cole said it was the bitter end for Kofi Kingston, but he didn't say that move is called the bitter end. Maybe it'll be like, you know how Naomi doesn't have a move called the rear view. She has, she calls it the rear view. That's the name of her move. So uh, maybe his his finisher won't be the bitter end, but it'll be the bitter end for every opponent that eats that move. I Guess we'll see. Prince says, "Are they actually unifying the tag titles on a random Friday night SmackDown?" Or this? I presume it's uh, it's gonna be a bait and switch. That's what I think. What do we have here? Let's see. I'm gonna have to check on that. I'm sure they're either fooling the fans again next Friday by either doing a DQ no contest or they're not doing the match altogether. No way they do the big Usos RK Bro match on the throwaway SmackDown episode. Well, you know, they could uh they could change the titles. Some some weird, crazy outside interference thing, do the title change unification, and then they uh they use that to set up Hell in a Cell. For the unified titles. I mean, they could absolutely do that. Because, I mean, we've said it before. These Smackdowns are no longer... Ron Smackdown is no longer nothing happened through away episodes of a television show. They've already made their money off Peacock. So they ain't going to make one extra dollar on Hell in a Cell for any match that they book. Not one extra dollar. They've made their money. So now they need to make their money for their next television deal. And so we need big matches. We need unification matches. We need title changes. That's what we need on TV because TV is way more important than any of these pay-per-views. You know, you can, you can consider the pay-per-view more, exp- more uh, you know, whatever the word would be. Expensive is not the right word. More uh, prestigious. But the reality is the pay-per-view is just something on Peacock they already got their money for, and they make nothing more off anything. They need to build up those TV numbers for a big TV deal next time. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. All right.
3: Well, we're back. I'm trying to figure something out here. Had all these people calling in, but uh, the show's pretty much over. But we haven't talked about uh, Raw yet, have we? Because Raw is tonight. And I thought that I would do something special here. So uh, what I've done is I've texted the preview for Omos and MVP. I have I have texted it to Fauntleroy. I'm going to let him read it here today because he hasn't had an opportunity to do that ever. I want to see if he can do a good job. So uh, Fauntleroy, I want you to read it. This is the key. You've got to read it exactly as it's written on WWE.com so we can hear all of the silly verbiage. Got it? All right, go for it.
4: In his pursuit of MVP, the Almighty intends to prove that he is just that as Bobby Lashley prepares to collide with the Nigerian giant, Omos inside of a steel cage. After Lashley's former manager turned his back on him to join Omos and cost the former WWE champion his match at WrestleMania Backlash, the Almighty is determined to get his hands on MVP and put him in the hurt lock. But to do that, he must first kick past the 7-foot-3, 403-pound Omos. With the threat of further interference from MVP neutralized, can Lashley topple the Nigerian giant or is he in for a world of hurt? Find out on Monday Night Raw at 8 C on USA.
3: Hmm. Well... That wasn't your fault, Fauntleroy. They wrote that. Very interesting that that entire preview of uh, of Bobby Lashley versus Omos in the cage was really all about Bobby Lashley and MVP. Hmm. Anyway, check it out tonight, everyone. And I'll be back tomorrow with more Tonight with Dave, only for subscribers to WrestlingObserver.com. Check that out. Don't miss it, everybody! WrestlingObserver.com. Sign up today. Online.com on Cameo. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.